Hey everyone, this is Heaving Bosoms, the podcast where two best friends recap romance novels while giggling, bantering, and soliciting tax-deductible rear ends. That'll make sense later. Today, September 18th, is the last day of our Patreon fundraiser for 2023. If you sign up as a patron before midnight Eastern time, your first month's pledge will be doubled and donated to support the people recovering from the wildfires on Maui. I've got a whole batch of new patrons to welcome this week, and I'm very excited about it. Welcome to Becky K, Amy, Ryan W, Delegance, CDD, Anna R, Debbie K, Mistaline, and June. I'm so glad y'all have joined the Patreon fam. So we've got stuff happening this week. Everyone at the Friendship Boner tier and up can attend the author hang that we're having with Lucy Score tonight at 8 p.m. And everyone at the Consent Boner tier and up will get audio and video of that hang after that. And everyone is welcome to join us at our watch party of Love at First Sight this Saturday, the 23rd. That is also at 8 p.m. Eastern. So I hope to see you there. All right. This week, Sabrina is here to recap A Cowboy to Remember by Rebecca Weatherspoon. That's book one in her Cowboys of California series. And we'll be releasing an episode recapping books two and three about the two other brothers on Patreon this week as well. All right, here we go. All right, Sabrina, I've got all of my beverages. I have four different beverages in front of me. Uh I have chocolate in front of me. And I have an embarrassing thing that happened to me recently. So I feel like I'm ready for <laughs> podcast. I cannot wait. <laughs> what is the embarrassing thing that happened to you? Please, for the love of God, tell me. Oh, my God. Like, it's not a new thing. This is definitely out of the Melody's Greatest Hits, you know, kind of repertoire, right? Okay. But it is shameful because of what it is and how long it's been. All right. So... I'm not good at lyrics. I I experience music and like, I don't think about it at all. And then it like, I mean, like if we're in the car and like the radio is on, if I'm actually listening to a song or like I choose to put on an album or whatever, I, I listen to it and I like, you know, really take it in. But if it's just ambient, yeah. I don't shit just, you know, it's just background. And then we You're move on with our whole lives. Exactly. Uh-huh. Okay. So we're in the car listening to the radio, Katy Perry is trilling over our speakers. And okay. Valor says, what's this song called? And Michael was like, I think it's called E.T. And I, so I was sitting there very quietly. And then and then they were like, why E.T.? And he's like, well, right here, extraterrestrial. Like she says it right there. And then I got very quiet. And Michael like felt the shift. <laughs> In my energy, and he was like, "ML, 
What do you think it was? <laughs> you didn't know that E.T. stood for extraterrestrial? I've never known the title of the song. And every time it said extraterrestrial, I thought it was saying... <laughs> I thought it was saying ex-treacherous trio. <laughs> like it's, a, like it's a, a betrayal threesome. I don't know. <laughs> like I what thought it was mean? a really... I don't know. I was like, Katy Perry's just so poetic. <laughs> it's just like a dangerous what did you? Menage. What did you think the movie E.T. was about? I mean, no, I know what E.T. I didn't know the name of the song. I just mm -hmm. heard for 12 years. I just heard Katy Perry. Also didn't know it was. treacherous trio. Yeah. Yeah. Like you're having a trio okay, I can with see... your ex. And like weird shit's happening. And then, so I tell him that. <laughs> You're so flexible. Do you, you do yoga? <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> so then he's like, Good Lord. Then he's like, Melody, you of all people, you're like the alien fucker. Like you of all, this is your well, anthem, he says a, to me. That's a, that was about to be what I was going to say. I was like, I found alien romance through you. How do you, ma'am? And then Pardon? I looked up the lyrics and it turns out this song is about alien sex. I didn't know. It's about doing it with an alien. It's our anthem. And for the last dozen years, <laughs> I have been deprived of this knowledge. That is a jam, I would say. It's a Don't you think? I love that song. <laughs> um, I do love that song. I listen to it semi-regularly. <laughs> Okay. Listener, I wish you could see Sabrina's face because she is just as horrified as everyone should I'm not, be. I'm not horrified. <laughs> That's a level beyond. No, but it is baffling though, right? Like to me, I it's just, baffling. I don't understand how, why X treacherous trio made sense though. <laughs> like specifically. It didn't. Because <laughs> Michael asked me too, and I was like, I don't, I don't know. It's just like sounding although like to be fair, to be fair, I fully yeah. understand a song that you just kind of vibe to, and even if you know all the lyrics, you don't ever. Yeah, you never actually or... think about it. Yeah. Okay. Wow. I'm so sorry, listener. We are off topic, but I'm actually not sorry no. at all. Pretty sure that all of this <sighs> is pretty on topic. That's fair. That's fair. This is a common <laughs> HB experience, I feel like. <laughs> and now we have a new anthem. A new, old, very old anthem. <laughs> okay, listen. We're here to talk about cowboys, though. I don't have a good segue into cowboys. Oh um, but I don't need one. Cowboy time. We're going to rope them in. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> Rope them. He doesn't even. Yeah, he does. He does barrel racings and other stuff that is cowboy times. We don't ever see a rope, though, that I actually know of. No, they do so talk about sad. it when he's doing his trick pony stuff, how they do yeah, the thing where they have to. But he doesn't do the thing. He just makes his horse kiss people. I love that, by the way. Wow. I do too. What a fucking hero. Steve the horse. Making Steve the I horse fucking love give people smackaroos on the cheek. Any animal <laughs> just named a human name like that. Like, like the guy who does your accounting. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. that i love those animals 
Same. Yeah. Hank. No, Steve the horse Hank. is great. Come here. Hank, Hank the gerbil. <laughs> Kim. <laughs> Kim. I can't. Grace. <laughs> Like, anything that is, is, is just... Grace the potbelly pig? Karen! I feel like it is. <laughs> Karen's Gary. a snake. <laughs> Gary. Gary's a goat. You can't Gary convince me otherwise. Gary has to be a goat. No, I, have, I support that. I think it's a pygmy goat, even. Oh my god, we're watching One Piece, and they have a masthead right now that's a ram, which is different from a goat. I understand that. Do not come at me, listener. But it is goat adjacent, I think I would say. I would agree with that. We need to get on. We need to talk about Rebeza, Wait, Rebecca. No, you have to finish your ram story now, bitch. You can't I did. Just... Oh. He has a ram on that's the it? mast of his ship. His ship. It's his, it, that's the thing. That's like his oh, mermaid is a, a ram I you head. Were going down a whole thing. I thought you had a story. No. I was ready. I got goat stories, <laughs> which we will talk about later. <laughs> no, we maybe won't, we'll talk about fine. the goat stories on our Patreon when we do the next two books in this series. We won't remember, but I appreciate oh, the fuck. thought. So anyway, right. yeah. So we read the first in Cowboys of California called A Cowboy to Remember by Rebecca yeah. motherfucking Weatherspoon. And this Holy was balls. a goddamn delight. It was. Start wow. to finish goddamn delight. And I would argue the tropes that she combined together is one of the hardest combinations to pull off. That is second chance plus amnesia. How are you going to have the angst of a second chance if one of them cannot remember what happened? She yeah. did it. It's incredible. Oh, yeah. It's a this fucking is an feast. angsty AF book. Yeah. Yeah. But still, but it like, was so good. Perfect. It was oh. also like, it was, okay, I'm not going to say an angsty AF because it was like, there was some angst, but it was like, it was like fluffy angst. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Also, when I realized at the end that the book was only like, it was like 250 max. Oh. I was like, how did you squish? How did you do all of that? So much. Like, especially with like all the all the family she had to set up. And character building. One, and yeah. Oh yeah. Oh. Uh, and basically the heroine was two different characters. One mm -hmm. when she had her memory and one when she didn't. And like I I, so I read this in audio and the voice actor was incredible she actually used two different voices for the heroine depending on whether or not she well, that, had her memory that's good because like she's yeah. two different people in the book she like when is. she got her memory back like spoiler alert but like when she got her memory back people noticed she had her memory back because yes. she was a completely different and like same thing like, like when they walked into her hospital room they were like oh my god what's wrong with you you seem different and she was like who are you and i was like yeah Dude, yeah, straight yeah, yeah. up this book, though, this is right. like the first amnesia romance I've read that like it just made me think of in a really sad way. My grandma who had like Alzheimer's and was like, yeah, forgetting yeah, yeah. Things, And I was like, mm -hmm. it hurt. I was like, fuck, yeah. like because like so many amnesia books just kind of brush past the fact that this person yes. has amnesia and they know that they should remember things, but they just don't. Let me tell you, Rebecca did not shy away from that in this book. Sometimes it was really hard to read. Yeah, like, no. I texted you. Sometimes I felt like I had amnesia. Uh-huh. Because I feel like she captured just like the bewilderment that people must feel. Well, and like in like such a good way. 
and she, I love that like this was like full amnesia. She remembered nothing if it was not nothing. like if she, if it wasn't me- muscle memory. She had no idea. She did, she had to learn how to use a cell phone. Right. She had to learn how to turn on a stove. She mm-hmm. had to learn everything. Everything. And I was like that. Yeah. B- well, all right, that's just a real high on the list of worst fears. <laughs> Oh no, have we unlocked another Sabrina fear? <laughs> Maybe. This like Maybe. if anything, if if I've learned anything through mm-hmm. podcasting, it's mm-hmm. that I'm a lot more scared than I used to think that I was. <laughs> <laughs> I've been actually thinking about this lately, and this book is one of the reasons is so most of what I read up until I started potting yeah. was just cruising. Yeah, yeah. I would just tear through shit. And then all like now that I'm actually having to think and be like oh this is something to make a note of this is Mm. something to make a note of like now that i'm like taking notes and thinking a little bit more critically well thinking critically when i'm not whimsy whimsy whimsying away (laughs) um boy hattie it is yeah yeah there's a lot of stuff it teaches you shit about yourself and i know that well and i know that it does because i'll read a romance and i'm like ooh, that hit me right in the yeah but like yeah yeah so like now all of a sudden my brain's like are you ready for a new anxiety? <laughs> we found one. You'd think I like, you were a true crime like podcast or one. something. <laughs> yeah. A new anxiety unlocked. <laughs> Boy, Hattie. Boy, Hattie. <laughs> okay, so we have Evie and should I tell them Chef who the hero is? Evie Buchanan. Okay, yeah. Should I tell them who the hero is or should we let them figure it out like I had to while while live texting you? <laughs> We can do whatever you want because they'll have one of, one of each other's experiences. For once in my life, I walked into this book and the minute somebody came, the minute the hero showed up on page, I was like, oh, this is it. This is him. That's why when you were texting me, I was like, Melody. I could, really? I could hear the pity in your text. <laughs> I mean, at least you got so to good. deal with you got to deal with your own shame privately. I had to deal with the shame of realizing that the murderer was the murderer on the bride live on podcast. <laughs> At least you got to go lick your wounds in private. I just like got split open. Fucking. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> regardless, we're Sherlock Holmes is Although, now. actually, you know what? I am very curious how you didn't realize that he was the hero. So we're going to go your way and you're going to walk me through. <laughs> <laughs> you're All right, fair. So, okay. So we've got Evie and she is a, she's a chef and she's a TV chef. She's been uh-huh. on two different, she's like, called the culinary princess of New York. Yeah. Like, wowza, I would say to that. Mm-hmm. Although it sounds like, like, based on the way some people talk, it wasn't a nice thing. It, I think it's definitely mixed. Yeah. 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 Maybe her, some of her fans reclaimed it, but, like, I think mm-hmm. that it originally came from a place of mean. Ooh, really? Ooh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just don't know. the way that they talked about it. But anyway, I think that some of her not fans who had a problem with her because she, mm-hmm. just to give a little bit of backstory, she's the first black chef to win mm-hmm. a cooking competition, which is how she got really, really famous. And so yeah. people, unsurprisingly, were fucking assholes about Targeted it. Targeted her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because how dare somebody who is not white win a cooking mm-hmm. competition? That's improbable. 
Anyway. Okay, so so right now she's at a Christmas party because she has won two cooking competitions and now she's like a morning show host as a chef. And she's going into like season two and it's it's a big coup for her. So there's like, you know, there's a bunch of Christmas ambiance and she's having a really hard time with it because her grandmother fucking loved Christmas. Nana and Buck. she yeah, Nana Buck. And she died about 10 years ago. And like mm -hmm. Evie didn't know her parents. They died when she was really, really young. And so her grandmother raised her um, mm -hmm. on this like ranch out in California and mm -hmm. charming California in charming California, ma'am, Ms. Weatherspoon. <laughs> it's perfect. So she has to take a minute because she's just getting a little bit overwhelmed by her memories. So she, her agent is like, go into the stairwell. Like, just take, take a sec. Mm -hmm. She's like, great. So she goes out into the stairwell and who does she see as she's well, coming down? What? Before Lady gets yeah. there, because this broke my heart, is oh. Evie is already questioning herself at the very mm. beginning of the book. Like, she is questioning everything that has brought her to this point. And, like, I highlighted it where she said this was what she wanted. She'd given up everything she had to get this far. She just didn't mm. think this place would feel so lonely. And so she's already at a point where she's like, was it worth it? Yeah. Is this what I've been working towards? Mm -hmm. yeah, 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 yeah. Ooh, absolutely. Well, especially since we know at the end, she was willing to go about it a different way. <clears throat> Sir, it's fine. We're fine. We'll get there when we get there. Okay. So. She's going down this stairwell, and who's coming up but Melanie, bitchface, Mick, fuckwad, fuckwad. Yeah, thank you so much. And she's like grade A asshole. Was on one of the cooking shows with her. Well, was she was one of the. She was on the same cooking show that Evie won, and she's extra yeah. pissed probably because the runner-up to that competition was also black. Yeah. Yeah. And, and she Melanie, was terrible to both of them. Uh-huh. Like, Melanie is just, oh, my God. I apologize in advance if I accidentally say Melody instead of Melanie. Psh, you know that I mean Melanie. I almost just left my mouth and I was like, you are not bitch face McFuck. <laughs> I love Thank you. Thank you. I love you, too. Yeah. So bitch face McFuckwad, though. Yeah. While Evie is walking back down the stairs, they have a little bit of a back and forth chat. And then Evie is being the bigger person. And she is like, I'm yes. not playing. But she I'm does not finally, about this. Yeah, she does finally like snap a little bit for the first time when mm -hmm. Bitchface McFuckwad goes after her friend, Tiffany. Mm -hmm. And so she's like, you're not allowed to say shit like that about her. Like, stop it right now. And then she's like, you know what? I'm leaving. If she was a Black Dagger brother, she would say, I'm outie. And then mm -hmm. she turns this isn't to off go the down chain, the stairs. Melanie. <laughs> it's not. We're firmly on the chain. <laughs> you, you, you know what? Bitchface mm -hmm. McFuckwad is yeah. off the chain about some things, and it's called pushing a bitch down the stairs. Holy. She pulls a... Oh, no, I lost it. The owl and the staircase. What is that? No. Crime oh, show? no, that's a good one, too. No, the stair is called the staircase. No, 
I'm thinking. What did I say? The owl. There's an. Isn't that one of the yeah, theories an owl though, in there. that an owl? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, one of the totally wrong theories. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. a true crime uh, aficionado. <laughs> <laughs> Showgirls. Oh my god. She does a big Showgirls on her and pushes her down the stairs. It's wow. It's whacked. It's whacked. Is exactly right. It's yeah. whacked. And one of the things I found really interesting about this book is that it goes between her perspective, her agent's perspective, and his perspective. Mm-hmm. And I think that's it for right mm-hmm. now. And I can't remember when I've seen that, like recently, you know, in like more recent mm-hmm. romance novels. I have just recently had that experience. Really? Because this book sent me down a rabbit hole. Oh, I love a rabbit hole. And one of the books I read, one of the main points of view, even more than Nicole, which is her agent, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're in the younger sister's point of view in that book. Whoa. It's a country western historical rom-com. And to be clear, it was fucking hysterical. Um, Okay, great. That's perfect. But what's it called? Oh, (laughs) Kit McBride gets a wife. Oh, I think her name's Amy Barry is the author, but mm-hmm. I read the first book and I was like, damn, I don't remember the last time I read something that had like more than just the couple's perspective. And now I've yeah. read like four of them in a row, like between like I've been nice. on a weird un- unintentional binge of them since reading this book. <laughs> and I was like, huh. Anyway, that's awesome. Yeah. So we find out that like they found her at the bottom of the stairs with a severe head wound. Uh-huh. She, like, had to have surgery. She was in a coma. It's, like, bad. It's, like, we need to contact family bad. Yeah. What? What? Full what disclosure. Kit McBride yeah. gets a wife. Yeah. The most you get is a kiss, and it's a slow burn. Oh. Just so if anybody okay. goes in there, it is, like, the opposite. It's not even closed door. <laughs> I just realized, like, who the listenership is. <laughs> to be clear, there are no, no gentlemen. I need a warning. Thank you. I'm so sorry that I cut you out. My brain was suddenly like, no, you have to tell. <laughs> no, that's red alert. That's DEFCON most extreme. But Listener I must still, know. I still hard recommend it. That's it was amazing. still fucking great. Yeah, that's that's anyway. A coup. So yeah, bad. Let's go back to the bad head wound in the hospital. Um, oh, my God. Yeah. And so she wakes up and she has literally no idea who she is. She does not. She has to be taught to tie her shoes again. Like Mm -hmm. it's bananas. And Mm -hmm. between Nicole and the BFF Blair and her assistant Raquel, they sort Mm -hmm. of like start talking about who they might need to contact because if she can't get her memory back, they need to sort of hide her. A, because... They don't want anybody to know right now. And Mm -hmm. if she walks into somebody she's supposed to know and doesn't, like, holy fuck balls. But B, they think she might have been pushed because she hadn't been drinking that night. Like, nothing nothing would lead them to believe she would do a slip and fall. Well, especially that she would be so injured. They're like, if she had slipped and fallen, she would have... She would have caught. She would have gone at some booty point. down yeah. the stairs. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I don't know if she. <sighs> she got, I'm not saying anything from experience, <laughs> but tripping downstairs does not necessarily mean you're going booty down the stairs. Okay, not that I know. All right, you're right. That 
from no, experience. also from no experience whatsoever. Um, the only the only time I've ever gone down the stairs is on the booty, and I thank my lucky stars every day. I suspect. <laughs> I suspect. Not that I have any experience with that either. Interesting. That the interesting. booty sucks. I feel like that would be painful on your tailbone and that it would take probably a couple of weeks to be able to sit properly after falling yeah. down the stair. But that's just a supposition. That's just a hypothesis. No, no, no. Totally. Totally. Just a guess. I've never she- fallen down the stairs. No, absolutely or not. And, and I've frankly- never fallen anywhere, frankly. I've never <laughs> fallen in my life. <laughs> well, thank you for lending your scientist brain yep. to tell us how you think that would go. Yep. Oh. Or just all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> i can't believe so you're anyway. so knowledgeable having no personal mm-hmm. experience mm-hmm. so her yep. assistant raquel is like i mean she has one emergency contact but it seemed to me that it should be like literally if she's dead well that's tell what this evie person. told raquel she was like yeah. you are not supposed to call this person <laughs> unless i am dead yeah and raquel's like well old evie she might be essentially yeah she doesn't know who she is so like oh she is a, a she, there's a rebirth happening <laughs> and like and like evie doesn't she hasn't told them anything hardly about her past like they know she knew she grew up on a ranch but like they don't mm. know who this dude is she doesn't talk about her parents she doesn't talk about her grandma or her grandparents like she she keeps that shit real close to the chest yeah even with her best friend so they're like, I guess we have to call this emergency contact. His name is Jesse Pleasant. Ms. Weatherspoon, I see you and I adore you. The puns in this book yeah. killed me. Top notch. A plus. Zach, you're in jail. It's yeah. too good. You're in pun yeah. jail. He, yeah, no, he must be stopped. <laughs> it's too It's too good. He, he's also <laughs> the only pleasant who does it. Uh-huh. He's the only pleasant who like puns the shit out of his own name. And like to be clear, uh-huh. if my last name was Pleasant, I would also <laughs> pun the shit out of that. Do you know how many do you know how many pickup lines I would have used in my early 20s? Do you know Oh my god, I would I would have had you a would have journal been tearing it up with those Even more puns. so. Young Sabrina would have been unstoppable. <laughs> And incorrigible and deeply Mm. inappropriate. Absolutely. No, absolutely. Anyway, so moving on. uh, Evie can't remember her face. This is like to the extent she doesn't even recognize herself. Yeah. She like looks at herself for the first time. She doesn't know that like she mostly wears contacts, but she has glasses. She she Mm -hmm. doesn't know anything. She just doesn't understand. Like she and she doesn't even know that she would need glasses. She just like she's squinting around and they're like, do you need your glasses? And she's like maybe and then they put them on right. her and she's like oh i can see this is can what it's like, like to see that's banana as somebody who wears contacts and glasses mm-hmm. can you imagine waking up in the hospital not being able to see and just being like is this thinking world? that's normal life this is just how life is oh my nightmare God. oh big shudder so she calls jesse pleasant and Jesse and his brother, Zach, are both in the room and they put it on speakerphone and she tells them everything that's happened. And she's like, part- we, yes. And so they're both talking about. This is when um, you figure it out. It, this is listen. How dare you? <laughs> I'm just checking. Um, it, it is <laughs> admittedly toward the very end of, of this scene. <laughs> 
<laughs> fuck, Melody. <laughs> I mean, my actual note is okay. So he's the emergency contact, and Zach is like very befuddled about this. And Zach is like, "Why the fuck would Evie make you her emergency contact? Like, I don't understand." And he's like, "I don't like. I'm not gonna get into this or whatever. But I will be out in New York. I'll take the red eye tonight, and I'll go go out there for tomorrow morning." And Zach is like, "I'm coming with you." And Jesse's like, "I guess I can't stop you, but okay." And so she has also been having dreams, like, you know, very surreal dreams. And there's always a boy and there's always this brown horse and there's always scenes from a ranch. And then my note is in all caps, because this is a second chance romance. Then my next note is, is the hero Jesse or Zach or or Jesse? <laughs> Def Zach. <laughs> That's what. <laughs> so the point where the minute I knew it is like, Barely into the chapter where it says <clears throat> Zach's bedroom DVR was filled with episodes of the daytime cooking show, but he had only made it through one episode. And my note is clearly something has happened in the past and Zach has never gotten over Evie. This is definitely a second chance romance. <laughs> Listen, with Zach. I, I read it. I read it in audio. Sometimes things just, you know, slip by. <laughs> hey. Hey, there's a reason I cannot listen to audio for pod. I would truly I would get to the end of the book. I'd be like, was he a was he a Eldritch Horror? I can't remember. <laughs> One of my most favorite lines in mm -hmm. any fucking book. You know what? I say that listener. You will hear that there. I have a lot of favorite yeah. lines. It's an endless list, truly. One Absolutely. of my most favorite lines, though, because we're going to meet her at some point. Or no, 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 not wrong person, wrong person. Um, Nana Buck, who we've mentioned. <laughs> We find out. I'm gonna. I guess, I'm gonna spoil a little bit because so Evie was in love with Zach when they were kids, yeah. right? She had a big old crush on him. He didn't realize, and they were all friends. And For he's a years. couple years older, yeah. And Zach didn't realize that Evie was into him. And then when he did realize, it was a whole thing. And it like it didn't happen in high school that their falling apart happened. It happened in their early twenties when she came back mm -hmm. from school because her grandma died. And, but when Nana Buck realized what was going on and that Evie had a big old honking crush. On <laughs> she was like, basically told them that like, hands off, you can't touch each other. You're both children. And the highlight is teenagers were sex crazed hormone monsters drawn together <laughs> by the powerful magnets anchored in their genitals, according to Amelia Buchanan. And I was like, so good. Buck, I have never I... anything more real in my life. <laughs> Yeah, it certainly paints so, yeah. an accurate portrait. So yeah, and this will be a um, recurring thing because it comes up multiple times throughout the book. But Nana Buck put the fear of Nana Buck, which yeah. is stronger than the fear of God, into Absolutely. Zach. Yeah, about yeah, 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 don't fucking touch her, do not yeah, date well, her, and don't like don't mess with her. Don't. She has don't a do future, it. and you yeah. sticking your wick is not in it. Yeah. Ooh, Nana Buck. <laughs> Jeez, the imagery. Yeah. So Zach and Jesse go out there and uh, because Zach finds out that they've been friends for the past 10 years mm -hmm. and he's like, what the actual fuck, brother of mine? Why wouldn't you tell me about that? And he's like, you and her are none of my business. Like we had a friendship outside of y'all. And like, you've never asked me about her. You've never, 
done anything like that. So I, I don't know. I'm just leaving it alone. Point to Jesse. Yeah. And and Zach is like, are you in love with her? And Jesse's like, get over yourself. Like, no, she's basically a babysitter. Knock out. it off. Yeah. Go to sleep mm-hmm. on this plane, Zachary. So they go into the hotel room and immediately Evie's like, OMG, that is the boy from my dreams. Literally, figuratively, like all the all the shit. And everybody's being really like stilted and formal and stuff. And Zach has like a weird momentary freak out. Wasn't this weird? Which part? When Zach is like, why the fuck is everybody acting so like, let's just act like we're people. And like, he calls her Buck. And Mm -hmm. that's her old nickname. And she doesn't know why, but she immediately bursts into noisy sobs. Yeah. Yeah. And so, like, then people leave the room for a reason. Yeah, because she asks just specifically. So she can. Yeah, you're right. So she can talk to Zach. And (laughs) I kind of love this, but there's also a part of me that was like, Zach, you could have waited 24 hours to do this. He immediately brings up and starts talking about the fact that they have bad blood between them. And that there, yeah. something happened in the past. And then, and then, God But I'm not going to tell you what it is. And she was like, you can't fucking do that. No. I don't remember anything. You don't, like, all of you are like, well, we have to, like, tiptoe around and treat her with kid gloves and get out if that's how you feel. Because you right. have, you're, you are in the powerful situation here. And it is not fair that you know more about me than I know about me. And so you don't get to yeah. say something and then pull it back, retract it, and be like, actually, you're not ready to hear this yet. And he's like, you're right. You're right. So he fucking lays it all out, and he gives her, like, the... The Cliff's Notes. Like, the long story short. Yeah. Which, like, to be clear, I don't have amnesia, and you're also still not allowed to do that to me. To be clear. Yeah. I I had no idea what happened between them at all at the end of it. Uh, Other than, like, she felt kind of rejected, and they didn't speak for 10 years. IRL. If you start to say something to me with oh, or yeah. without amnesia, and yeah, then yeah, you're yeah. like, well, actually, no, 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 no fuck I'm not that. Do that. Absolutely yeah. not. You have to finish that statement. I don't give a shit. Well, it might offend you. Now you have to tell. Now, I, now I have to know. Now I have it, to know. If I might have a negative reaction to it, I promise whatever's about to leave your mm. mouth is way worse in my head. <laughs> it's true. <gasps> <gasps> It's true. You cannot leave me to my <laughs> own can't. mental devices. No, because I'm evil to me. <laughs> it's like, so true. I am my own worst nightmare, my friend. I like. I will. You will be the biggest villain in the universe based on what I come up with in my head. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, that makes me the biggest villain because I'm <laughs> the one actually coming up with it. But we're not going to go that no. deep. No, hey, we're not doing no. any negative self-talk. Hey, no, not it's fine. Not because I learned. I learned. I learned. So now what I do is I say, no, you're not allowed to do that because I choose to be kind to myself. And that means bullying you into telling me what you were going to say so that I can't be <laughs> mean to myself. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to bully you instead of me. Honestly, good choice. <laughs> People shouldn't retract shit like that. No, Don't let it come no. out of your mouth. Mm-mm. Okay. So he tells her like they haven't spoken in years because he was an idiot 
And she tells him that he's been in her dreams, which puts way too many feathers in that man's Stetson. <laughs> like, he did not need that ego boost right now. Mm-hmm. But, like, we see a bunch of scenes, like, with different people coming in and out of the hospital. Mm-hmm. And he, on Christmas morning, gives her a journal. Hang on. Before this. Yeah. Nicole does, in fact, pull Zach aside and gives oh him a talking God. to. Mm-hmm. And she's like, she basically mm-hmm. pulls a Nana buck and she's yeah. like, don't dip your wick, bud. Mm-hmm. Back the fuck off. OK, lady and needs to great. get her shit together. I it's love it because she said, do me a favor. I'm gay as hell. And I can see why she's having dreams about all this motion <laughs> toward the general area of his yeah. face. <laughs> I was like, Nicole. I love it. Also, the side character rep in this entire series. Yeah. Like, just the rep, which Rebecca Weatherspoon is a goddess for in any way, like, in every book I've ever read by her. But, like, I was like, I love Nicole, the lesbian. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. The lesbian agent. I love her. So... They decide that she's going to go back to charming with the pleasant boys. Finish what you were saying. Finish what you were saying about Christmas. Because he gives her a dream journal and he says, you loved to journal when we were kids. Like you had tons and tons and tons and you would just fill the pages. So I thought that maybe you could write down what you're dreaming about and it might help you piece things together. And it's like the most thoughtful. And there's like... A little kitty lock on it. It's like and little, it's like a Lisa Frank, just perfect abomination. It's got a unicorn on it. Yes. I it love has it. Sparkly white unicorn. I love it. I love it. So and like much. the cutest thing though is like Christmas Eve, they're headed back to the hotel so that she can rest. Mm-hmm. Visiting hours are over, over and he, he gets all defensive, like preemptively. And he's like, I'm going to buy her Christmas presents because she deserves a Christmas. And like he turns to Jesse and is basically like, and you can't stop me. And Jesse's like, I'm not going to stop you. Go get her Christmas presents. <laughs> like, yeah, hard, bud. <laughs> yeah, it's really sweet. So they go back to. They're about to go back to California. And Zach has already confessed that he still has feelings for her. This dude has no chill. (laughs) No chill whatsoever. Because here's the thing. Like, at the end, she has a very understandable hesitation. Mm -hmm. Because in her mind, like, you didn't fall in love with me. You didn't want me until I was a completely different person with amnesia so like that's like from the beginning i was just like zach like i know i know bud but you gotta you gotta slow roll this a tiny bit Uh uh-huh and like literally everybody tells him to slow roll it yeah he's like as the as he's shoveling coal into the runaway freight train that is his emotions he's like Uh what I can't hear you. Oh, it sounds kind of like a good idea, but it's gone with the wind. Chugga, 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 (laughs) chugga, It's bananas. But Nicole and Blair are both like, you, if you're up for it, you better fuck that cowboy. Wow. Oh, yeah. Please do. Her assistant and her best friend are like, yeah, "Yeah, girl, ride (laughs) him. Yeah. So they get to the ranch and they have like three mansions that are on a private cul-de-sac drive no pleasant lane yeah pleasant lane Uh uh-huh they have their own road it's a fenced in 
property. They're the they're a little thing. they're a little bougie in the pleasant. They're family. rich, is what Turns they are. Out the reason that they're rich is because their whole family is basically like incredible movies and business people yeah yeah they're like agricultural business people and movie stars Mm -hmm. are the sort of two thing we'll now turn to hospitality for the ranch itself big rock ranch Mm -hmm. and like i think i might have talked to rebecca about this when we had our author hang author hang i remember the dude ranch going on vacation to a dude ranch is like bucket list shit for me mm-hmm. <laughs> and this was well so she was fun. talking about how the in the author hang she talked about how this ranch was inspired by a place down in los angeles and yeah. so she's like one of these days i'll get down there and meet those boys and mm-hmm. like i want to go to that ranch i want to go to there i have no interest yeah. in owning horses myself but i would like to go on a little vacation no i understand the upkeep that horses require <laughs> i can mm-hmm. so she meets miss leona who is like a golden age movie star. She's got wigs for days. She's usually in a sparkle. She always has every single piece of jewelry she owns on. She has like a bazillion (sighs) custom wigs and she wears a different one every day. And she always looks like dressed to the nines. Yeah. 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 Incredible. What does that mean? So I don't know. Dressed to the nines. is, wouldn't a 10 be better? I'm going to look it up. I bet it's, you know, it's like an old, old timey thing. Dress to the tens. It's an idiom meaning to perfection or the highest degree. We know that. The phrase does not commonly appear. Come on, Wikipedia. Why is it nines and not like, why is the oh, nines Scots the best? Scots origin. Oh. The earliest written example of the phrase is from the 1719, uh-oh, epistle. <laughs> Pistol to Ramsey, Ramsay, by the Scottish poet William Hamilton. The bonny lines therein, thou sent me, how to the nines they did content me. I mean, we also say cloud nine. There's something about nine being like the pinnacle of happiness and perfection and whatever. I mean, we are on a 10, 10 degree decimal system. So like technically nine is the highest degree. So, oh no, Sabrina, no, you can't math at me. I'm so sorry. I'm allowed to math at you. This is I, my strong no, suit. I'm allowed I to say it out loud. In, Listener, like I, I'm speaking directly to you. Be the highest? <laughs> no, because zero. No, one zero is ten. Zero, one, yes, because that's why you go up a what, desk. Is it a that's why you go up Literally, a digit. my head hurts right here now. Zero through why nine. Why would nine be the highest? Zero through nine, then ten through nineteen, then twenty through twenty-nine, et cetera, et cetera, and then ninety through ninety-nine, and then you have to go <gasps> oh, up no. another digit. This is like this is like when I tried to tell Michael that I was pregnant for ten months because it was forty weeks, and he said, "No, it's li- like they literally talk about nine months." And I was like, "Well, <laughs> like nine full months," but to me, that's ten fucking months. <laughs> Isn't no wait? I think that's the opposite. Weeks- isn't 40 oh, no. weeks 10 months? I don't I don't know. We can't do this. We can't. I will actually have an aneurysm. Anyway, at listener, <laughs> it makes sense to me now. It, it makes zero sense to Melody. Please forward all. It makes all. less sense to me now. <laughs> please, 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 if you have any comments to send to heavingbusinesspodcast.gmail.com, in, in the subject, put mm-hmm. Melody for the, if you love yourself, don't, don't look, look at, at this. Don't look at this, Melody. 
Don't you dare. Yeah, and it'll come straight Mathematicians to me. are here. Yeah, <laughs> and I'll just forward. <laughs> we can discuss great. it. I have a degree in math. I love I love math. <laughs> wow. Oh my I did. Oh, the heebie jeebies that just went all over my body. It's my I'm, favorite I'm language. So it's the only universal language. Yeah. It's beautiful. No love is. Math love describes the is universe. The only universal language. Love. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway we also find out that sam stayed in touch with evie these last mm-hmm. 10 years um and moving on i just finished sam's book it is a fucking amazing it killed me dead girl i loved zach i would lay down in the middle of the road for sam oh yeah 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 like, yeah, yeah yeah sam yeah sam is for sure sam is everything sam mm-hmm. is Mwah. he's so sensible and yet he's got like an artist's dreamer brain you know mm-hmm. like i don't mm-hmm. know sam is the whole ass package and amanda is also the whole ass package i and also I like i love that both them. of them were like we want to keep our relationship super private and i thought that that was like really sweet that well we're gonna talk about this because we Guess I'm what? so sorry. Listener, yes. we will be discussing book two and three <laughs> on Patreon, yep. but we'll discuss it further in length. But it does make me laugh a little bit that I did love that aspect of their relationship so much because, hello, my name is Sabrina. Um, I'm probably mm. never going to be able to date again because, disclaimer to whoever I would potentially date, you <laughs> will be talked about extensively on podcasts. So I hope that you, you are comfortable with not having any privacy because I have no privacy about myself. So, disclaimer. You know what's Sorry. interesting? I don't have a lot of privacy about myself, but for some reason, my relationship with Michael doesn't really fall into that. Like, I have no privacy about me and my antics or whatever, but... I'll put it this way. I will talk about sex things on podcast, and listener will not know that it's about me and the current partner. They will not know that's a current partner thing necessarily, but current partner (laughs) will listen to podcast and go, I cannot believe you told God knows how many people about blah, blah, blah. That is not... Okay, all of that happens. you, You realize podcasts are public, right? Anybody can listen, and my response will probably be... Does that mean that like Patreon is okay? Because <laughs> what, what? Where's the boundary? Oh man, that paywall is so thin. No, you know what? That just means that everybody knows that they're fucking sex gods. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm so oh, yeah, sorry. Oh yeah, I'm not gonna, like if they're shit in bed, I'm not going to talk about that. I'll keep that to myself. But like, I mean, also you might not date them anymore. You know what I mean? Who knows? Anyway, I don't know. So when they get to the ranch evie's like i really want to get to know everyone but i also don't want to burst into noisy sobs because i get overwhelmed <laughs> so like i'm gonna i'm gonna go nap is what i'm gonna do she goes bed and she has this really taciturn personal nurse who came with her from um, oh, new york tilda yeah tilda tilda's like she's very eastern european blunt Isn't tilda the little squiggly on the keyboard. Oh, I have no idea. Pretty sure. It I is. don't know. I've only I've only heard of Tilda's being dames, Sabrina. Oh, I've only heard of <laughs> Tilda's being punctuation. So how interesting our two experiences are. <laughs> yeah, like Tilda Swinton. I think is a name of a, a person oh, in the world. That is a name that I knew, but forgot yeah. that I knew until you just said that out loud. Yeah. 
Ah, <laughs> a tilde oh. is a little swoopy that goes over a N in some Spanish words. Ooh, that's it's what we the call little, them, tildes? It's the little schloopy. I knew that <laughs> off the top of my head. It also means wow. a bitchy nurse ass face. You fucking hot genius. Ugh. Mm. What's yeah, this year's theme like... again? Oh, scientists. No, this year's theme is going rogue in 2023. Oh, this is going rogue. I can't even, but well, my going rogue was Say, actually, you know what? My going rogue this year is going to be, um, that was my intellectual in 2023 moment. So <laughs> I like that. I like it. <laughs> Art intellectual. I know. I just can't handle it. <laughs> That's all. So. <laughs> okay. So Tilda's worried uh, because she's doing a tiny racism regarding the family being loud and cooking heavy foods. Oh, and she's also very worried about Zach and his wiener. She's like, yes, that man wants to put his wiener in her. And like, mm -hmm. we should Everybody be careful about it. Everybody is very concerned about where Zach wants to put his penis. I mean, she had to be taught to tie her shoes. I, mean, I don't fair. think she's ready for a wiener yet. Like I, me too. But her new nurse, Vega, handles it perfectly because she's like, I mean, she's still an adult. So as long as she's comfortable with things, we will facilitate the healthiest mm -hmm. interaction. You have to get and cleared she, by the doctor. Yeah, you got to at the very least get cleared by the yeah, doctor. Yeah, because Tilda only stays for one night. Like, she's literally only there to get her through the plane ride until they can find a nurse in California. And then Tilda fucks off back to New York oh, City. Oh, yeah. Tilda pisses everyone off in one night and then just says, catch my and farts. She Here does. I go. She, she just really does. She crop dusts the, the way, way out of there. <laughs> she does. Mm -hmm. She doesn't um, even say goodbye. I, I would like for. to share, though, real quick, that I am laughing because the order of these notes Ooh. make me laugh. Because this one made me really sad. And mm -hmm. it said Evie could feel like maybe there was one side of this memory loss thing that worked to her advantage. She couldn't remember a thing about her grandmother or her parents. She couldn't remember losing them. And my note is, this fucking broke my heart. Literally yeah. my next note. Hey, look, melody porn. Because it said Miss <laughs> Leona's backyard was a massive garden, a few fruit oh trees and rows of herbs and vegetables. Oh, my God. And it was just the quick turnaround of looking through my notes and seeing this literally broke my heart. And then melody porn. It's like, oh, boy, let's do it. Oh, my God. You're so perfect. <laughs> okay. So at some point, like, he comes in to have dinner, but she's already gone to bed because she's still exhausted. Everybody else has left. And it gives Miss Leona a chance to sit down and be like, Zach, stop being so thirsty. There is no rush. Miss Leona. Cool your jets. The best. Yes. She's perfect. She says, what's the rush? And then like they have a conversation and she says, you feel like you found each other again, don't you? And then she's like, let her come to you. Don't be so damn thirsty. <laughs> and it's perfect. Oh, my God. Fiona. Oh, and then so it's we so keep cute. going. Yeah. Well, because the next day when Evie comes back out, she's woken up and Miss Leona's like, all right. We're going to teach you to cook again. And Evie's like, yeah. oh, you don't have to do that. And Miss Leona's like, girl, who do you think taught you to cook in the first place? And she's like, yeah. my, my grandma. And Miss Leona was like, fuck no, that bitch couldn't cook. Are you Amelia kidding me? Amelia Buchanan could not cook. Yeah. 
<laughs> you're, oh, I'm really sorry. The cute. quote is, your grandmother couldn't cook for shit. <laughs> I fucking love... Literally, anytime Miss Leona came on on page, I almost said on screen, both, my, ho- yeah. my whole day was made. I was like, yeah, it's a, this is a good day. <laughs> yeah, she's so, so good. So they start with like a frittata and it's great. That night, they're at like a movie night. Oh, and in between all of this... We're getting more of her dreams. Sometimes she's like stuck mm-hmm. in a canyon with Zach. Right before this, she was doing a giant makeout with Zach at the in the parking lot at the homecoming game. But then that turned into like the dark stairwell and then she tripped all the way down and stuff. Like we're we're getting a lot of like her brain piecing things together as well. And I mm-hmm. really, really loved it. I did too. Although she comments on this in the end of the book, but like I mm. I noticed this in the dreams leading up to the end of the book. Yeah. How in every dream that Zach was there before the dream actually ended, he was gone. gone. And like when they talked about it at the end of the book, I was like, well, just rip it out. It's fine. Gutted. And it's not like he walks away. He just disappears. It's gone. Like she looks, she like she looks, looks away, else, looks back. He's gone. Oh, they have a movie night that night. And Zach is doing that thing where he's like fidgety because he needs everyone else to go the fuck to bed and leave him and Evie alone. Please and thank you. Mm-hmm. And like everybody knows that's what he wants. It's <laughs> mm-hmm. real cute. Well, especially because we meet their yeah. cousin, Corey, and he literally oh, bribes Corey to leave because he and Corey make like eye contact and he's like jerking his mm-hmm. head to have her and Evie's watching this whole thing remember oh yeah Evie has no context for any of this she doesn't remember anything <laughs> so she's probably like what are these weird human beings doing like if you or I saw somebody doing that we'd be like yeah get oh, the hottie yeah. wants to talk get get oh like, yeah <laughs> we're about to get some special touching up in here okay <laughs> Meanwhile, Evie's just like, Merp, I, hmm, I, hmm. And meanwhile, Corey's like, they look at each other and she just looks back at him and shakes her head. She's like, mm mm. And he's like, he opens his eyes and he like nods. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then Corey says, $50 in my cash app and not a penny less. And Zach's like, all right, <laughs> done. And she's like, nice doing business with you, chump. And I was like, this is when I fell in love with Corey. Corey's great. Corey's the tits. Uh huh. So he is like, I should walk you back to your room because, you know, it's pretty late anyway. And she's like, yeah, yeah, definitely. And she asks if he ever apologized. And he says that in his mind, he's apologized a hundred times. And then he's like, but I don't ever, I don't think I've ever done it out loud. And so I'm so sorry. What I did was terrible. The way I handled things was terrible. And I want to make it up to you for as long as you'll let me, basically. (laughs) And so it's like a really amazing apology. And then she just blurts out, what's reverse cowgirl? (laughs) That's what I just, I saw the note and I was like, oh my God, I forgot that they look up reverse cowgirl together because Blair, her best friend. So like from the get go, Mm -hmm. even though Evie doesn't remember anything, she and Blair still clicked like nobody's business. And yeah. Blair was like, you should uh, look up reverse cowgirl. And Evie was like, what is reverse cow? And then Blair was like, actually, wait, don't do it. And then she was like, wait, actually do do it. You do whatever yeah. you feel comfortable doing. And that's right. Evie just fucking blurt, like blurts out. And she's like, let's look up reverse cowgirl. Like Evie 
there are so many things Evie did that I've never felt more seen by, like her absolute mm. inability to keep anything to herself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she she's physically yeah. and mentally and emotionally incapable. incapable. There is there's no filter she's a between brain and mouth. It just no, like it's thought amazing. mouth. Thought mouth. And I was like, fuck. I need love in you. (laughs) (laughs) Or do you? Because it does land her her dream man. Because he's like, oh, this is also a romance novel. I'm not going to say it's from experience. I'm just going to (laughs) say, I'm just going to say that I suspect that sometimes (laughs) not having a filter. Um. Uh, yes. Yes. I. I. They're. 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 Um. I. I can make an educated guess that. Um. Occasionally, things will in fact leave your mouth. That. I get. You know what? No. I'll say that it still stands. Not that I know from experience. But that just wasn't. Wouldn't. Wouldn't be. Not wasn't. Wouldn't be. My dream person. That's exactly right. It wasn't the right person. To be That's fair, it. if somebody. <laughs> maybe said what I definitely have never said. <laughs> I would also not be their dream person. And I am not, I am the one who would never have. What said would that you thing. Have maybe never say though? What, what I'm was not the saying thing that it you live would on never podcast? <laughs> because but I can't even imagine you, it. I can't even imagine <laughs> what it would be because I would never. The all the several times that it's happened. Huh? Never. <laughs> Theoretically. It wouldn't even cross my mind because I don't think that way. <laughs> all right, make a note right now. You're telling me after we stop recording. <laughs> I'll tell you the way you she's what? looking into the distance. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> no, you're right. <clears throat> I do want to see your scientific notes, though, about that hypothesis. (laughs) Mm -hmm. We can do that. I'll take you to my laboratory. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) So he's like, I don't want to. Well, no, no. He says, I don't want to look at. I don't want to tell you what it is, but we can look it up together, which was a good move, Zach. Mm -hmm. Good. On so many levels. Good move. And then, yeah, he asked for her phone number. And she gives it to him. Ooh! And mm. then she looks up at him and she says, I think we should kiss. And he's like, I, I can make that happen. And it is a good. It's not pushy, but or like fast. No. And it was just so deep and lovely mm-hmm. and just. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. Yeah. It's really good. And my note is, wowza, it's good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what? I just laughed what? because literally at the beginning, of, like, that was the end of chapter 10, right? And, mm-hmm. like, within a page of chapter 11, Vega is helping her get ready. Because Vega also went to bed last night. Yeah. Vega is helping her get ready. And, like, this... This is where I've said, I literally, my note is, Evie is incapable of keeping anything to herself. I feel so seen. This is not the first <laughs> time I put, I made that note. It's not the last time either. Because <laughs> Evie's, like, for some reason, the words came tumbling out of her mouth. You're not asking me about last night? <laughs> it's like, fuck. <laughs> Somebody 
I need a cloth for this mirror. Just to like cover it up. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> so, okay. So then Zach is working out on the field with, I think, Jesse. Or maybe they're in the office. I don't know. They're like on, Whatever. they're doing ranch stuff. And, um, Jesse is like, why are you like whistling and skipping and so fucking happy? Like, did you lay it on her last night? Did you lay down some pipe, Zach? Okay. Wow. <laughs> That's <laughs> basically what Jesse says. It, it is. And Zach did you has dig roughly, her real good. Yeah. That Zach has roughly that. Why are you so reaction? startled by lay down some pipe? I, I don't know. I think maybe it was because you were speaking as Jesse and like, like Jesse would never, you know what I mean? Except oh, yeah. Jesse's way, Jesse's way posh or yeah. than me. Yeah. <laughs> your reaction though. You, were I know. Just, like, no. I feel like you clutched your pearls. <laughs> I did. You were like, I did. Oh, oh my God. We've said more raunchy shit already. <laughs> this episode, you have said raunchier I, shit. I've never episode. heard anything so scandalous. Sabrina speaking as Jesse. <laughs> you know that. I Oh, have you started the third book? No, I haven't started it yet. Oh, you don't know that ain't true then. Okay. Anyway, moving no, on. No, I'm, I'm certain that behind closed doors, he is a dirty talker. I'm certain about moving it. Moving on. But in public, I'm, I'm like, I've got goosebumps now. Okay. So he's like, none of your business but no she kissed me she made the move and zach demands that they go to their grandmother's house and confirm it with her because he says right now <laughs> you're treating me like a silent movie villain i will not have it it's amazing and, and like, like can you imagine anything more awkward as a woman who has no memory and you've just kissed a hottie and then his oh six God. foot seven three hundred pound freaking giganto of a brother comes in and uh -huh. says did you consent did you do the thing did you did you yeah did you really initiate ma'am that's the he word doesn't say it like that he does <laughs> yeah teamwork mm -hmm. no he doesn't say it like that but he is like hey i just wanted to check on you about last night and she's mortified but she's mm -hmm. like no i i did initiate mm -hmm. And then they go talk to Zach and like she mediates between the brothers. Mm -hmm. She's like, Jesse, am I to understand that you're worried that Zach like won't actually commit to me? And he's like, yes, that's exactly what I'm worried about with Zach. He's married to the ranch. I don't think that he's going to give you his all. And she's like, okay. Zach, what do you want to say to Jesse? And he's like, I think that my brother should trust me and like know that I'm not that guy. So she's like, I am an adult and like, Jesse, I want to be friends with you, but like, you can't big brother me like this. It's well, not okay. This, and this is also the point where she really realizes just how close she and Jesse are or yeah. were slash right. are and right. that. As much as Zach cares about her, Jesse also cares about her very deeply mm -hmm. in his own way. And I just, I melted because I love Same. a friendship. Same. Same. It's especially, especially in like a, a, a friendship where, so like in this case, MF romance, F mm -hmm. is friend 
with another M because I find mm-hmm. like that's a big issue that I have in a lot of romances where mm-hmm. the female, for example, in this specific instance, in another mm-hmm. romance, it would not be okay that she was friends with a straight man. Yeah. No, and and in some romances, like it I or I haven't even like friends with a lesbian woman, like a gay woman. That yeah, would not absolutely. be okay because this is a potential conflict. Mm-hmm. Or or they she does have those friends and it does turn into a problem. And it's just right. not right. in this book. There are some books in which like it's hard to point out, but like once the heroine meets the hero, they basically don't interact with another yeah. straight man for the rest ever of the again, and maybe the rest of their lives. <laughs> like no, they live in a box crazy. now. They have an anti. They have an anti straight man collar that just beeps. <laughs> yeah, we you we you. Yeah, it just like screams out things. Yeah. You're a hot dog for a bun. We you. Oh no. So. <laughs> <laughs> is that worse (laughs) did did you just say we're a hot dog for a bun you're a hot dog for a bun yeah Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) okay true friendship is traumatizing each other (laughs) And then coming back for more. (laughs) We're really coming back for more because straight up, (laughs) all of this is Jesse's like, I'm so worried that he's just going to use you and lose, like use you and whatever and leave you and stuff. And Evie, after this Uh big, beautiful, touching conversation, says, and Jesse, there's another thing you have to know. I could just be using Zach for sex. And Jesse's yeah. like, la, 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 mm-hmm. la, la, Mm-hmm. <laughs> Don't make me look at hot dogs differently, Evie. It's not cool. Jesse says to himself. <laughs> Must we keep calling them hot dogs? <laughs> Must we? <laughs> That's what Jesse wants to know, too. Jesse's fed up with it. <laughs> so it's happening okay. here. I I do in fact have at least one story of something that has definitely never happened <laughs> to tell you. Maybe <laughs> maybe on a Patreon. I'll tell you when we record books two and three. <laughs> okay. For it is a the thin thin paywall. Thin, so we'll sleep on it. <laughs> but I'm okay with it being just beyond the veil. It's fine. Fair. Okay. Okay. So then he, so like, oh, oh, so Jesse leaves and he's like, oh, you might be using me for sex, huh? And she's like, oh, you never know. And then they Mm -hmm. do a big old kiss again and it's hot. So now like they're starting to do other things to jog her memory. Like um, she's looking through pictures of her family. They're Mm -hmm. like sitting very close to each other on the couch and their legs are touching. Jesse takes her out to the storage unit where all of the Mm -hmm. boxes from when nana buck died and she packed up the house that's where all of her stuff and so she's like slowly bringing things back and this is where she's getting to see pictures of her parents at their wedding day and then like picture of her as a little 
girl. And like she finds all of her old journals and diaries and things like yes. that. And Which like, so she's gold mine. So then she gets a text from her assistant saying, like, do you remember somebody called Melanie Burns? And she's like, no. And she asks the group. And then Raquel's like, I mean, she's just sending some crazy shit via DMs. And she, like, shows her the stuff. And it's it's like, I can't believe what you said to me that night. And, like, all all this stuff. And so... She starts really second guessing herself because she's like, Nicole said I'm a nice person and Blair said I'm a nice person. And like, these people seem to like me, but like, what if I'm actually a monster? Yeah. And, and she what straight if I'm start, like, she, this is, a, and this is around everybody when it happens. And she straight up starts to have a panic attack. And so yeah. Vega takes her outside and she calms down and she doesn't go back in. She's like, Vega's like, they can handle everything. And they just take her home and put her to bed. And it was super cute because mm -hmm. Evie gets home and she texts mm -hmm. Zach that night. And she says, mm -hmm. I'm sad that I didn't get, or I'm sorry that I didn't give you a kiss last tonight before bed mm -hmm. and he's like it's okay hopefully i can come by in the morning and give you a 10 a.m kiss and i so won't yeah he doesn't he's not able to because shit hits the fan but yes yeah there's like a wedding for uh baseball. oh yeah the freezer goes out it's the one and so yeah, he has to get a, up early and go make sure that like thousands yeah. of dollars worth of food is fixed and taken care of but now she's having really, really fucked up dreams that include Melanie Burns coming out of nowhere and like using a chef's blowtorch on cardboard cutouts of all the people she loves. While and Zach, Zach just crawls out of a crevice. No, he's like, she, no, Melanie crawled out of the credit crevice. Oh, I thought it was Zach who crawled yeah, out of the crevice. No, mm -mm. Oh. no, he's just standing there being like, I trust you. I know you can handle it. But then when she turns back, he's just poof, gone. gone. Yeah. So. <laughs> Yeah. This is when, while cooking, she gets really obsessed with the smell of nutmeg. Oh, my God. And so many times through the rest of the book, she's like, it, would it be weird if I just, like, took the nutmeg Carried and kept around. it in my pocket? And, like, she's like, no, I could have never do that. And then multiple times throughout the rest of the book, people comment on how she smells like nutmeg. And I was just like, that bitch definitely <laughs> has that nutmeg in her pocket. As she should. If you need to huff she's some just, nutmeg, just, then do it. She's just huffing nutmeg. Well, because they start watching. So she ha she she discovers nutmeg because they've moved on to French toast for breakfast. She's she's mm -hmm. learning how to make French toast. And then they start having her watch season one of the cooking show she was on because she was on season two. So they're trying to like ease her in. But she's mm -hmm. literally just sitting there huffing that nutmeg on the couch while watching <sighs> the show yeah <laughs> yeah i'd like to say i had a physical reaction a physical reaction to that scene though sneeze? when she started talking about i did i did i fully <laughs> sneezed out loud like i read it and i like i did like a i don't know why like because like you react to the sometimes like do you ever yeah. do the thing when you're reading a book where you do the thing the character does mm, yeah uh-huh and like obviously yeah. i did not go to the extent of going and getting the fucking <laughs> nutmeg out of my counter Cupboard? Cabinet. Cupboard. Cabinet? Kitchen. Sure. But like I did, I was reading it and I went, and my brain, my, my nose was like, oh, I didn't like that. Achoo! It's <laughs> <was> like, <laughs> she doesn't sneeze once because of this fucking nutmeg. And I sneeze I because of it. imaginary nutmeg. We are different people. <laughs> I love it. 
So Miss Leona has to go to like a New Year's Eve party. So she starts cooking with like a bunch of the other side characters. And after dinner, Zach takes her on like a moonlight tour of the ranch. And like they are sitting in the cab of that truck, just being mutually Twitterpated in a way that was delicious. Ooh, good work. And she says, she says, um, you owe me a kiss and I haven't decided whether I want you to be my boyfriend or not. So it seems like a silly time to like not give me what I want. And he's like, boyfriend, huh? I thought you were using me for sex. And then they do a big makeout. They do. And then he pulls back from kissing her. I would like to note. And he says, yeah, you smell like nutmeg. The scent was coming up from the inside of her coat. And my note is that nutmeg is definitely in that coat pocket. It's in there. Or she poured it into a pocket. Like that is also not out of the realm of possibility. Accurate. And then this is her first experience seeing somebody who does not. The ne- well, so like the next scene that is a yeah. major thing is her first experience seeing people who know her, but she mm-hmm. they don't know that she has amnesia. And it's her best friends from high school. And she just plays it cool and ends up making it through it. And she felt so powerful after it. And I was like, good for you. Take back your power. My love. Yeah, Yeah, it was really, really good. This is when Mm -hmm. she meets the horse called Steve. Mm -hmm. And he talks about his old horse Flex and how the scar on her arm. He says, hey, you see that scar right there? That was from when you... You fell off flex and broke your arm in a ravine. And he says, "Yeah, in the ravine." And she had a dream. And she was about like, "Oh being shit, stuck in a ravine with a yeah. broken arm." I forgot about that detail, but yes. Mm-hmm. And then he says, "When you were high on painkillers, you told me you loved me for the first time. You said we had to get married because it's what the baby Jesus would have wanted, and I didn't <laughs> want to disappoint the baby Jesus." <laughs> Oh my god. Oh. It's just it's so perfect and just so funny, but also yeah. thoughtful and just uh oh, full of heart and love and adorable. And also yeah. Zach said at one point that he pulled multiple carrots out of his pocket for Steve, and that's when I um was reminded how much I hate um man pants for being man pants. Because <laughs> I could fit roughly two baby carrots in my pockets, and he pulled oh, yeah. out multiple full-size carrots and he probably has a graphing calculator and 18 tampons in there as well and it's just unfair i I put on a pair of snap pants for the first time this weekend in quite a while what i snap pants what is you have to button and zipper oh if you don't live in athleisure Like I do. <laughs> oh, snap. You do have pants. to button and zipper and snap up your pants. I've <laughs> never heard it called a snap pant. Okay. You're right. I'm on you're board. Right. No, you're right. Listener was so confused and they think you. No, listener probably got it. <laughs> I did not anyway, get it. So I put on these snap pants and I was like, oh, the one nice thing is that I'm going to have back pockets and like front pockets. I go to put in my hands in the front pockets. And they were fake. They were just sewn on there. Is that? Ah, oh, what the fuck is that? To be fair, to be fair, and this is a shout out. This is an unofficial lady love. There's a brand okay. of fucking like jeggings from Walmart mm. that are 13 bucks a pair. 
Ooh. They come in at least 27 different patterns and colors. Um, nice. <clears throat> not that I know the exact number, at least 27 <laughs> for any reason. Um, but I do, I will admit that I have more pants in my closet than um, days in the month. So. Um, <laughs> wow. When the mood strikes, the mood strikes. I hear okay. you. I hear you. And I love them because they're essentially jeggings, but like mm-hmm. everybody thinks that they're actual pants. Actual. And I yeah, love that's it. Great. And it's basically like wearing yoga pants every day, and I love it. But um I startled myself when I wore an actual pair of um <clears throat> snap pants. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> because I went to like I like I was doing something and my finger got caught in my front pocket accidentally because oh. I'm so not used to front pockets <laughs> and I I jerked so hard that I probably almost dislocated my finger. I did have to ice my hand because I was like, what? I was like, oh. <laughs> so you thought you had been trapped. For I had moment. the exact opposite experience that you did yes yes i did i did think i was trapped much like the blanket Mm -hmm. trapped me yes oh my god she got snafu'd by this blanket when we were recapping dragons captive we like it was serious business when i was recapped (laughs) you recapped to an attentive audience i did i did me and the one listener were here for it (laughs) yeah so Nicole is still back in New York City being like, I'm going to figure out if Melanie Burns pushed my client down the stairs. And so, like, that's a whole thing that's happening. Meanwhile, Jesse cooks some steaks and they watch her season of the cooking show that Melanie Burns was on. And she gets, like, really triggered by how fucking horrible she was, specifically mm-hmm. to her friend Tiffany, the other black woman who came in yeah. second and her and everybody had to reassure her that like that's just how those cooking shows are filmed like you yeah like they take the worst of it's not a fun show which is a lie have you seen great british bake-off it's a lie well but shows are wonderful when they're lovely to each other yeah 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 that's not yes exactly but that wasn't one of those shows no um Mm -mm. so then she also makes herself sick on eggs because she's learning about eggs Oh, yeah. She went down yeah, the rabbit hole like... until she saw somebody clean, wash an, or uh, cook an egg in a dishwasher. And let me tell you, Melody, I also mm-hmm. went down a roughly 45 minute rabbit hole of watching people cook eggs in dishwashers because I was like, there's no fucking way that works. And I literally what? 45 minutes. My YouTube algorithm has still not recovered. <laughs> no. <laughs> OK, we just started watching Gudetama, the lazy egg on Netflix it's a dubbed Japanese show that is mm. absolutely hilarious. And that egg has the cutest butt I've ever seen in my life. And he's always in like, he's always in like a terrible, like pessimistic mood. And I highly recommend Gudetama, the lazy egg. The kids and Michael and I legitimately were like cackling on the couch the first episode. It's so, and it, but it's so fucking weird and so good okay anyway so yeah so then they like kiss really sweetly and they joke about having sex but like the doctor hasn't cleared her yet 
And he's like, we seriously do not need to do anything at all. Um, Mm -hmm. Oh, because she's at his house. He texts her like, do you want to just come over to my house and maybe like just spend the night with me? And she had read her diary earlier that day. She's like, who's that bitch? Katie. Hmm? (laughs) Tell me who Katie is, because it turns out I think you kissed her the summer I was 15. And he's like, whoa. (laughs) Oh, my God. I'd forgotten about Katie, who I kissed in the summer of when you were 13 or not Uh 13, 15. Yes. Yeah. And it was just so cute because they end up just cuddling that night. And they do a big snuggle. And she thinks to herself, like, she wasn't going to tell him that she declared her love for him in her journal. In her journal. Because with the way that things were going, there was a really good chance she was going to get to that place again soon. Yeah. This is a swoony so book, cute. y'all. It's very oh. swoony. Yes. We got a oh, motor, though. Swoon. Okay. We sure so then. She gets a hot-ass haircut. She chops yeah, she all does. that shit off because her hair was She gets a, a pixie cut. Because they had to, like, shave a bunch of her head. Yeah. And, like, they had to, like, take out her... Her sew-in? Yes. Sew-in. Yeah. And, like, so they, they up her sew-in really that. It was, it was a nightmare. And so she find, she's just, like, chopping it all off. So they, like, do the, like, sexy, like fade in and like long yeah. on the top and i was like I and know it shows exactly off her scar just yes perfectly. And she's not like, hiding it and it's wonderful and then get ready it's fucking new year's and it is on tm that's right she tells him that she got cleared that day for adult activities and she's like i could be waiting in your bed when you get home yes and he eagerly gives over his key uh-huh and, and then, then- he gets there, they get naked, and she says, Wait, wait, leave she the does hat find his on. DVR. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yes. Put that cowboy hat back on, sir. It's incredible. Talk about cowgirl. <gasps> because, because he like took everything off, and then he's like basically naked, and he stands there and he looks at her and he goes, Should I put the hat back on? And she says, <laughs> Yeah, do it. Oh, mm-hmm. my God. So they do full penetrative sex mm-hmm. right here, right now. It was There's hot. No, mm-hmm. It was hot. It was hot. But it, but, but it, going back it to what was you were concerning saying. to me. Why? I don't know. Because I was just like, uh, I was like, maybe we should work up to that again. Since she doesn't remember ever having a single sexual experience with another person. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I, know. I, f- I would have, that's how I probably would have done. I'd, I'd have gone in with a bang. Yeah. She was into it. It worked real well. It was great. But to go back to what you were saying, accurate, finish what you're saying about how she finds the video or she finds the DVR stuff. Oh yeah. So she finds all of the shows that she's ever been on is the only th- thing that's saved on his DVR. And she asks him about it, and he's like, yeah, I I couldn't bring myself to watch them, but I, I wanted to have them for when I was ready. And he basically tells her, like, I told myself that I was keeping other women sort of at a distance because of the ranch, but I have a feeling that it was actually because the person I actually wanted was you, you know? Mm-hmm. And... She's, he says something like, oh, my God. He, he says something like he was going to tell her exactly how he felt tonight because she should have all of him. Mm-hmm. And 
It is fucking beautiful. Oh, my God. Okay, wait. Okay, my note is he gets home and gets undressed. She's real into that large. Okay, this is a quote. Mm -hmm. The large bulge just aching to push through the slit of his shorts. She wanted him so badly. Her core soaked at the thought of taking him inch by inch. At least her body remembered what to do next. And like, wow, he's like, and then he's like teasing her clit and she's like, don't make me wait. And he says, I got you. And then grabs a condom. Like, you're right. Like it, it really was wonderful. Uh And he says, happy new year, Buck. Yeah. So cute. Although I did laugh at the part where she said, I want you to come too. I need to tell my diary how I finally got Zach pleasant naked and brought him to his knees. Yeah. Well, and he, they both. Yeah, they both cackle too. It's great. My other note is this is a, a like an less than 11 hour book in audio. Mm-hmm. And my other note is we are officially eight hours into this book and we have our oh, yeah, first this was a slow sex burn. scene. Yeah, this is a Rebecca Weatherspoon mega slow burn. Mm-hmm. It's wonderful. That's great. But I, I don't think I've ever read anything that's been this this slow, you know? Was anyway, it? I feel like Rafe was. Well, I guess it was, was about it? the fifty percent. Yeah, which is we pretty average a full for a romance 80% novel. Of this, yeah, book. we were yeah. about eighty percent when they finally boned down. And it was very appropriate for this book. Oh, absolutely! If very the, appropriate. If this book has had literally like, if we'd had sex in the first twenty five percent, I would have been like, uh, "Ma'am." Yeah, though I will say because of the combination of how slow a burn this is. And then the last line of this chapter being that she like welcomes him inside. I was terrified that this was actually a closed door. Like, you know, like a fade to black kind of situation. And I was just like, <laughs> Rebecca, you wouldn't, would you? Has Rebecca would you ever do that, that to me? To us? No, I feel like no. I feel like no. But I was so okay. worried. And then they went to the next chapter and it was just a, a point of view switch. Yeah. We're fine. We're fine, everyone. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so it says, um, he's thinking to himself, God, I wasted so much time. She was here now. And before the night was over, he'd finally tell her exactly how he felt. No bullshit. No put on charm. She deserved all of him, including the words he'd been too young and too cowardly to say, but no more. (laughs) It's incredible. Anyway, he does get her on top. So she does a regular cowgirl. Mm -hmm. And man, the next morning, um, (laughs) like pretty soon after this. Sorry. One of the pillow talks that they have is she's questioning why she like went on the dish at all. Yeah. Talk show. Mm -hmm. And like, why is she doing that if she wanted to be a chef? Because it seems like it involves very little cooking. Mm -hmm. And I love him because this is his in to be like. Oh, you don't have to do that. You can always stay here. You know, you don't have to do that. You can be a chef mm-hmm. anywhere. You can be a chef here in in Charming. Trying to convince but, her. Yeah. While she's essentially next morning, vulnerable. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. But the next morning he comes into the room and he's like, hey, one thing I want you to just like noodle on for a minute is that even though like you do do cooking on the dish because you have to show the the viewers every step of the recipe you walk them through but also even though you're not doing like like you know really mind-blowing cooking you are 
teaching an entire nation to cook mm-hmm. and like that has a different sort You're of value. You're making a difference. Yeah. So like, it, like, you know, think about what's important to you now and see if you can find fulfillment in this job that you, that you still have mm-hmm. basically. Like it's so, it is so perfect. Cause I would have thought less of him, frankly, if, if he had Absolutely. taken this opportunity to convince her not to go back to yeah. her life, because I feel like it's not explicitly stated, but he knows her well enough to know that even though she doesn't have her memories, she would have had a reason for doing something that she's questioning right now. Yeah, absolutely. And we find out that she does because she Mm -hmm. does. I, one of the things I love most about Evie as a character is she does not shy away from the hard things. And so, and if she wants to an answer, she's going to go for it. And so she calls up her agent and she's like, Nicole, why why was I doing this? I don't understand. And Nicole explains it. She says, you wanted to start your own restaurant, but you didn't have the capital. And so you went on the TV shows, you, all of these things so that you could get the money and get your name out there because having your name out there would be enough to jumpstart investors. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly what she was doing. That's why she did it. And it all made sense. Yep. Yep. Miss Leona tries to do a big old old school cock block on us she succeeds at doing a big old school cock block she does she tells him that nobody's gonna shack up on her watch because as much as she wants grandchildren she She doesn't want grandchildren like this yeah and that's when i go oh yeah miss leona is in fact an 84 year old woman yeah yes she is as much as she's hilarious and like so funny and like entertaining i'm like "Mm, she is of that generation which i loved because as much as i love a irreverent sassy old woman they still have their feeling one of my best friends is a 70 year old woman and some of the shit Mm -hmm. that leaves her mouth i'm like (gasps) i'm clutching my pearls but then like about like just the most random things she's she you could tell that's a 74 year old woman you're like (laughs) Yep, that is. She makes me clutch my pearls, but she, she also, uh, she's not putting up with that shit. She's not putting up with your young millennial Gen Z bullshit. (laughs) I love her for it. So, listen, they go on a date together. He like takes her out to a special cabin that was dedicated to her grandmother. Yeah, her grandmother and grandfather, and it's like the most beautiful thing. And then Nicole sees melanie on the street in new york like about to go into a Dwayne reed fronts her okay i have many problems with this many 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 which part okay so what happens is she (laughs) she goes and she yells down melanie and she's like you're gonna tell me what happened and basically melanie's like oh my god like you push a bitch down the stairs and like she doesn't even send people after you like she's so pathetic mm-hmm. melanie is the worst she continues to be the worst and she never stops Nicole, being the worst frankly no absolutely not but here's my thing nicole is an agent and like more often than not agents are lawyers and really like, yeah, it's really helpful to be a lawyer when you're an agent. Maybe not more I often than no not. no idea. Yeah, you do a metric fuck ton of, like, contracts and shit. Like, it's huh. it's really helpful to be a lawyer. Even if that's not, even if she's not a lawyer as well or in her background. 
she's been around enough lawyers and like I cannot believe she didn't know that New York is a one party consent state when it comes to recording. Like, you're just going to go up to this woman trying to get a confession out of her without your iPhone voice memo going? You fuck? What are you doing? (laughs) Like, there's nothing she can do. And it's perfectly legal for her to tape a confession and take it to the police. Hey, listener, I would like you all to (laughs) know... (laughs) If Melanie ever has her phone out and you've done some fucked up shit she suspects, <laughs> she is, in fact, recording. Depends on where I am. Because, like, I believe New Jersey is a two-party state. Arkansas. Uh, I gotta to have. Be, okay. Um, yeah. I'll put it. If she's visiting me, <laughs> I am, in, a, in fact, in a one-party state. I will say, in this one-party state, um, if you see me holding my phone out and I come up to you and yeah. I have some shit to say to you, to be clear, mm-hmm. I will not remember that it's a one-party state and I will not be recording. <laughs> I probably just forgot to put my phone in my tiny, tiny lady pocket. <laughs> to be clear, you are... You just can't fit it. You are tiny, safe. Tiny you, you, are, you are safe to be an asshole and avoid mm-hmm. all repercussions if you do it to me. Yeah, that's fair. Please don't. T- please don't take advantage of that. Fair. I'm fragile. <laughs> no confessions to Sabrina, please and thank you. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm the best person to confess to, but just don't give a don't don't do Not a for thing your mental that health. requires a confession to me. Okay. Also that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But absolutely. if you do something to me and you see Melody coming up to you, you better know <laughs> yeah. what's in your fucking state laws. <laughs> Melody's not a lawyer, but, but she's she gonna knows. have her phone out of her tiny, tiny lady pocket because she's recording. She's gonna take right. you down. That's right. I will. That's my avenging will. angel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So then, like, she gets her memory she back. Gets, she gets handed a piece of big red gum, and that is so. What a perfect detail. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. Like mm-hmm. there is there is nothing like the nostalgia that overtakes mm-hmm. me anytime I pop some big red gum after a while. But anyway, so she does nom on this thing. And she has like a hallucination almost, like a sensory memory of her grandmother standing in front of her being like, all I have is this piece of gum. And then everything floods back into it. And it's like, mm-hmm. it's this nutty it's this nutty reading experience and like trying to wrap my brain around Mm -hmm. what that would do to a person and like the mental gymnastics you have to do to like get all of that information download while like fitting the new information that you have into it. She even said it wasn't even like a download. It was like a blink and it's just suddenly there. Yeah. All at, yes, all at once. And she's like, and this was the worst. This was the worst part. She was like, When she didn't have her memory, she didn't have to remember how much it hurt to lose all of those people. But now she was mourning all of them at the exact same time as if it had just happened. God. And like. That'd be hard. Like just thinking of the people that that I mourn in my life. Like. Oh, yeah. I would just I'd have to have a lay down. 
Oh my God. I would need a bucket of fried chicken, a BLT and a tub of ice cream. Yeah. And then Zach notices that something is wrong because he is at the barn and he starts to walk towards them. And then she's like doubles over sobbing. Yeah. Yeah. And she's like, Jesse, you need to get me the fuck out of here. And Jesse goes, oh my God, she has her memories back. Yeah. And they, he and Vega bundle her into his truck and just take off. And Zach is just like running after the car like a sad dog abandoned at the old house that you just moved out of. Like, (sighs) and just. Sabrina, that was, that was. savage what what you just did it's true (laughs) doesn't make it any less savage (sighs) and she gets home and he he's texting and calling and like oh my god what is happening and jesse lies and he's like oh she had stomach problems i'm taking her back oh boy (sighs) and so he gets back to the house going to like check on his girlfriend because she had a tummy rumble but as soon as he he notices that everybody else is like silent and very subdued, he and then he goes into her room. Problems. Yeah, he goes into the room and just like the way that she's standing and packing, he's like, "Oh shit, e- it's Evie!" Like, it's Evie. And her and the audiobook narrator, her voice is totally back to the way it was at the beginning. That's it is crazy. It's incredible. It's incredible. Yeah, I said her voice sounds like her voice again instead of the scared baby voice she's been using because that's what, what I mean, because she was so unsure of herself throughout most mm-hmm. of the book. Anyway, so now she and Nicole talk and, and she's like, Nicole, Melanie pushed me down the stairs and Nicole is like, I know. And Evie's like, we have to go to the police, like, tomorrow. I'm going to be on a red eye. And Vega, her nurse, is like, mm, no, that's not quite what's going to happen. We're going to slow our mm-hmm. roll a little bit and, like, you know, loop in our doctors and make sure that you're okay. Uh, so when he gets back, he's like, no, don't leave like this. And he asks, this is over? And she says, Yeah. I think it is. And he says that she's running away and he tells Mm -hmm. her don't run away. And like, they just have this knockdown drag out fight because on the one hand, she's thinking like, not everything is about you, but like, secondly, you fell in love with me when I was like a scared rabbit. Why would you be in love with me now when I'm like back? To the self possessed like, woman. I've like you didn't been... love me when I was me. Yeah, because as far as she's yeah. aware, he hasn't. And he's like, I have right. always loved you. And of course, yeah. like, and I totally see where she's coming from with this because she's like, yeah. if you've always loved me, why did you? Re- if and the, and you still reacted the way that you did when my nana Buck died. You still reacted yeah. that way. It's because you loved me but you didn't trust me to know myself and what i needed and you thought but never once did you sit and listen i was not asking you to take me away from chef school i was not asking you to derail the rest of my life you Mm -hmm. assumed that i would derail my life to stay with you because you lay down Mm -hmm. some sick pipe Mm-hmm. That's not what she said, listener. <laughs> but like you, you saw the future happening one way, 
And that's Mm -hmm. not how it would have happened. And instead of helping me through a hard time, and I understand that Nana Buck was important to you too, but she was all I had. That That was was it end of my family and and like, his family and like mm-hmm. after after they fall out she doesn't really have access to them anymore yeah. it's like a text here and there uh, sometimes mm-hmm. a phone call to jesse or sam but like she lost literally everything everybody and, and and she, she went wasn't to Paris. asking him well, well because she wasn't even asking him to like be with her she literally said like i love you but i need some time and the one thing i do know is that being around you will be really healing and helpful. And he does a, a bit of a, a condescending pat, pat on her head. And he's like, you need to go back to Paris and go to chef school. And then they don't speak for a decade. And she's oh. like, if you loved me this whole time, why I wouldn't you have go? reached out at least once? You fucker. And like, it makes so, and it's so <sighs> true because like he, but, and like, yeah. I also understand though, because she asked him to leave her the fuck mm. alone. And he mm-hmm. took that to heart. Like they are a bunch of just dumb little sardine noodles banging into true. the glass wall. Yeah. I don't know what like, a sardine noodle is, but I dig it. <laughs> I was just, I'm imagining like little <laughs> stupid little fishies that have less than half a marble <laughs> rattling bunk, around up bunk, there. Just yeah, bunk, yeah, yeah. Bunk. Boom, boom, boom. And like, but to be clear, they're also like 21, 23. Do we yeah. expect them to be anything other than dumb little sardine noodles with half a marble? Bunk, bunk, bunk. I know. I know. <laughs> I know. Ugh. Anyway, so she's like, at the very least, I can't fucking do this right now. I have to I go. I have too much going on. I have to go report a bitch to the police. I have to go back to my job. I have to, like, get my shit together. And so I can't right now. And Mm -hmm. so then he just starts, like, like despondently laying in fields with Steve, the horse, who also comes and lays down next to him and plays dead. (laughs) (laughs) And then, then, like, Jesse rolls out and he's like... (laughs) Jesse comes to the fence at one point and he starts like, hollering at uh, Zach about his man pain because Lila calls it him. He's wallowing man in his pain. man pain. And he was like, what the fuck is man pain? And Jesse was like, she said you're wallowing in a way only a real man can. Deep, <laughs> bone deep pain. No tears. Though. <laughs> and I was like, fuck. Oh. Lila pegged him. Like, yeah. But then Zach is like, oh, there have been tears. I've just been doing it like at my house and stuff. Like, don't <laughs> don't get that twisted at all. <laughs> there I have been many private. tears. <laughs> yeah. So finally, she gets fired from her job because they think mm-hmm. that she's like a little bit too much drama, I guess. Like, well, I also, really like understand. when she she rolls into the into the oh, room, yeah. right into the recording area where they're talking and she has this brand new alt like kind of alt haircut you can see the mm-hmm. scar she's not wearing her contacts she's wearing her glasses like wearing she looks completely different like mm-hmm. all of these things and they're all being kind of weird and like and it's and i kind of think one of the one of the people on the show was maybe friends with melanie burns melanie always knew stuff about the show that nobody uh-huh. would oh, know. Oh, yeah, because she also, like, when she rolled in, she was like, you have to ban Melanie Burns from the studio, and 
any dish related function. I have a restraining order. Right. Anyway, so they're like, actually, we're not going to do that. And so she finally is like, I guess I'm going to call Miss Leona and Mm -hmm. see what she thinks, you know? Miss Leona had the world's best advice. Yeah. Fuck them. Yeah. Yeah, Miss Leona. Oh, Miss Leona. Mm -hmm. And and so she's like, no, you get to pivot. You get to do whatever you want. And yeah. Miss Leona at this point apologizes to yes. Evie, which I almost cried because uh-huh. she apologized for she was like, I, when Amelia died, I should have pulled you closer. Like, I one of my kids wouldn't have stopped you going back to chef school. I had forgotten that the actual term is culinary school, which I did, in fact, just see in this quote. And that does Whatever. sound a lot more professional. But anyway, chef school. I don't give a shit. It's where you learn to wear chef hats. Mm-hmm. that's it everything else comes with the hat because the hat comes with a tiny rat Hello? that's the one. Oh shit so but yeah so she's like i should have been there for you more like your mom yeah. was dead your dad was dead now your grandmother who raised you after their traumatic passing is dead and i just like, let i just go. let you walk away i was wrong and i'm sorry yeah. and i'm pretty sure that's the first time miss leona has ever had to say that she was wrong because she's always right to be clear that's the this one was the one that time the in one. her life that she was wrong well no that's exactly right this is the second time in her life she's been wrong the first time which she will never apologize for was by saying you can't stick it in oh whether or not she knows that was mean of her that was wrong and i would <laughs> like wrong an apology of her 80 her octogenarian self don't uh-huh. you bring your octogenarian sensibilities yeah. to my uterus. Hey, not only that, I don't actually give a shit. You do what you want in the background, but on 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 the pages of my book that I'm reading, when That's he's real good at the diddling, that is yeah. not fair, Miss Leona. That's right. How dare you make this more of a slower burn? Yeah. By the way, this is when, literally like right after this, yeah, Sam Blair calls. finds oh, Blair. the hottest hottie. Oh, yeah. And I... Quote, you just, my friend, but David said we could lie on top of each other butt naked and watch my choice of period drama. Yeah, we could hit up a happening hotspot, but nothing gets my butter churning like a man who gives tax deductible <laughs> donations to your local PBS station. And where do I find that person? I want to lie also a doctor. butt naked on top of somebody yeah. and eat ice cream and watch. I don't know what I don't watch anything. But, like, I want to watch something. Or whatever sci-fi show. I want to watch Our yeah. Flag Means Death lying butt naked okay. on top of your tax-deductible yes. ass. Yeah. I want to bite that tax-deductible ass. <laughs> Where are you? Call me if you're comfortable with me talking graphically about your sex life to an audience of God knows how many. This is a call. Heaving Bosoms Podcast at gmail.com. <laughs> If you're if you've made it this far into this episode, to be clear, you know what you're getting into. This you can't be upset. Off the this is the off the rails. Off it's been the off chain. the rails, and I love it. No, no, I walked into it. Oh no, I walked into it. I thought you were. I literally thought you were doing it yourself, and I'm so happy. No, I'm never ever gonna do that on purpose, Sabrina. Am I the one? Did I have I initiated every and like every one of the like 15 times we've said it this episode? Uh, <laughs> i'm so proud of myself you should i be. love it you should be you're doing it 
you're doing the damn thing. But anyway, yeah. Okay, anyway, um, so just the to HEA recap, is, you know now. So yeah, HEA. she's gonna bite your tax deductible ass. Sam uh-huh. calls and he's like, "I have an idea. Let's go to lunch." Also, yes. Zach's gonna be there. Do you are you cool with that? And she's like, "Yeah, I guess. I guess I could see the the person that I've always wanted to be with for my whole life." And so they come to her and they're like. We all want to invest in this restaurant. Like the whole Pleasant family is just going to bankroll your restaurant. And we got the hottest, coolest, sexiest lady documentarian on the scene. And she wants to do a documentary about you opening this restaurant. Mm-hmm. And it's like every, it's like brain explosion, every dream come true. And then Zach is like, and I'm at your disposal. Like I have, I have 10 years of hospitality experience. I've run the ranch for a really long time. I can help you out as much or as little as you want. But if you, you want I'll me, to New York for I'm you. here. I'll go with yeah. you wherever you want to go, my love. I promoted some people back at the ranch, so I'm not going to be there Delphi as often. and Delphi. Lila. Yeah. And look at me. I said Lila for the right name this time. Her name is actually hey. Lila. Hey, great job. It was just amazing and so sweet. Anyway, and at first she like so holds back. Well, she holds back for a second and then she realizes oh, yeah. that there's no point in punishing either of them. Because he says, he says, I want to give you everything you want. And so she just starts listing all the things to be sure they're on the same page. And she's like, I want a big house and I want lots of kids and I want like dogs and one cat to rule them all and i want to go traveling i will leave those pets at home and like i want all of these things and he's like and i want those things with you and it is swoontacular and then at the very end of that chapter yeah this punny bastard she says i've dreamt about you too and Mm. he says pleasant dreams i hope Oh, and I gagged. <laughs> but you loved it. But I loved it. Yeah, I know. It's tough. It's a very conflicting feeling. And oh, then- also, Melanie is arrested in Italy yeah. for choking out a bride's aunt. Yeah. Which is great. Yep. Anyway, she deserved the it. The end. Great job, oh. Rebecca Weatherspoon. Thank it you. It was fucking awesome. Yeah. It was fucking and awesome. Like, was book two even better? I don't know. All I know is that I loved it. Book two. I haven't read book three yet. I'm going to read book three before next week so we can so, record. I think. Yeah. No, I won't do the rank until we've recapped all the books. I know my rank. Good idea. Okay. All right. Good idea. I, good I know idea, my rank. Idea. Well, that's all not right. true. I haven't finished the third book yet. So I'll hold off until the end to mm-hmm. actually rank, figure out my rank. And to be clear, um, this rank is amongst these books alone because these books, even the third favorite of the series, still ranks a hell of a lot higher than like a lot of like you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Like oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Third, yeah, yeah. third place here is not a this is cream of the up. crop level. This is, yes, 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 yes. This is fabulous. Absolutely. All right. Okay, you show off. Why don't you tell everybody what your lady love is? Wow. You fucking humble braggart. <laughs> to be clear. Were we even recording yet when I did this to you? No. Yeah. So to be clear, no. listener, what happened was before we even started recording, I looked Melanie dead in the face and I was like, I know what my lady love is. And she was like, oh. 
Oh, fuck you. I don't. Don't. (laughs) My lady love. Go ahead. Is get yourself an oil lamp, a good old school kerosene Mm. oil lamp. I have always loved an oil lamp. I've always loved an oil lamp, but and Mm -hmm. I live pretty rurally. Okay. Mm-hmm. Which means that at pretty much any time a cloud sneezes, my power goes out. <laughs> yeah. um, to be fair, it's usually back on pretty fucking quick. So I ended up uh, a couple of months ago buying, I started uh, hunting at like antique shops and thrift stores and things like that for old fashioned kerosene oil lamps. Because, yes, I could get a battery-powered lantern, but you want to know what really fits my little house on the prairie aesthetic? My goals, Ugh. my dreams? It's a Old fucking kerosene. oil lamp. It's a fucking kerosene oil lamp. Oh, she's going to go get it. <gasps> it is sexy. Look how pretty. Yeah. Look how yeah. beautiful. I got my little. It's really nice. It's. Yeah, I just love it. I don't even have to have the power out. Like, usually, especially during winter, I find it really soothing that from, like, 6.30 or 7 p.m. on, mm-hmm. I'll just turn off all the lights in my house, and I'll just spend the rest of the night by oil lamp knitting, because mm-hmm. I don't have to have, like, great light for most of my projects, and I just knit and yeah. I read, because on my Kindle it has the backlight, I knit and I read by oil lamp for the last like two hours of the night and it's just so soothing. And then yeah. I go to bed super refreshed and it's just wonderful. I and love like, it. I don't even turn on the lights to go to bed because guess what? This is the oil lamp that sits when I need a lot of light. I have mm. one that has a little handle like a Victorian lady. <laughs> Like a Victorian ghost. When it's time for bed, (laughs) I blow this one out and I light the other one. And then I wander around my house like I'm haunting it. I'm haunting my dogs. By chemise, if you mean gigantic red flannel moo-moo, yes. Then my chemise. And I just wander around until it's time for bed. And I like I brush my teeth. I go potty. I fill mm. my water bottle. I let the dogs out. My neighbors are probably like, what is happening over there? It's been dark there for hours. And now this faint ghostly human in a red mm-hmm. flannel nightgown has meandered outside. And yeah. And then and then I set it on my dresser in my bedroom and I blow it out. And then it's dark and I just go to sleep. <sighs> And it's oh. wonderful. So get yourself a fucking oil lamp. And also um, practice practice pouring kerosene, my friends. Um, oh, God. And also, oh, that sounds if you realize dangerous. that you're going to... It's fine. I haven't died yet. Just PSA if you're going to uh, <laughs> get your oil lamps prepared before it's dark. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Because doing hmm. it by phone light. That's a mistake you make once. Ma'am, how dare you? Well, that was like when I first got the oil lamps and I didn't realize that I hadn't filled them and the power went out and it was like Mm -hmm. late and I was like, thick. And so I just like turned on my phone light and I was like, trying to like (laughs) hold things. And and then Ah. I was smart and I went and bought my or got my tripod. I literally have a tripod. I went and got my Mm. fucking phone tripod and put my phone on the tripod so that the flashlight i could put it exactly i'm intelligent mm-hmm. intellectual and going rogue um 
That's my lady love. Oil lamps. I love it. Okay, my lady love is a little show on Netflix called One Piece. It is based on a Japanese show again, and the live action version is fucking perfection. And it's it's so fun to we're also watching that like one episode at a time with the kids. And it's like it's so fun on on like any age level, right? Because there's enough slapstick and there's enough like, you know, things that that kids understand. And there's also just like wonderful messages in it, including but not limited to because the main character, Monkey D. Luffy, he wants to be king of all the pirates. And he has this like hero, idol, role model called Shanks. And Shanks always told him that he could be a different kind of pirate. Like not everything has to be solved with violence, et cetera, et cetera. So Luffy is going around just bumbling around trying to like put a crew together and he does things pretty much always accidentally or because he he's just so adorable that the goodwill of others gets them get you know gets him what he needs or like he'll save the right person because it's just the right thing to do and he's always telling people that he's a different kind of pirate and it's just and oh my god and there is there's also <clears throat> there's also a character named Roanoa Zoro, who is the panty meltingest, just Huddy McBruderson that I have seen in a while. <laughs> okay. First episode, I was sitting there and he would do something and I would be like, oh. <laughs> and then Michael would go, You okay over there? How's your uh, saturation level over there? <laughs> he did not. <laughs> oh, yeah. He, he trolls me about that shit all the time. <laughs> then he says it in, like, in just the right way so that the kids aren't tipped off at all. <laughs> so I'm just like, I'm just dying over this fictional character. And he's being like, Melody, oh my God, jeez, you're so thirsty. Look at you. You're losing all your fluids. God, you really need to. <laughs> <laughs> Sir. Anyway, um, One Piece is so fucking fun. And like, I cannot recommend it highly enough because his whole thing is like a crew and a ship and all of that is basically a found family. And that's mm -hmm. how you should treat it. Like the crew needs, the crew always has each other's backs, he says. And like, it's just the best. It like, it hits me in all of my spots. How many episodes are there? I think there's and nine it's on Netflix? Ten. Yeah, yeah. I might have to watch this. I haven't you watched. You have to, truly. I don't, it's the I don't remember the last time I watched something for the first time. Mm, interesting. I don't watch yeah. things to be clear. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I've watched, like yeah. I think I've watched Our Flag Means Death for the third time this year and that's the entirety of things that I've watched this year. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, One Piece high 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 but high recommend. I'll have to check that out cuz I, I love a pirate yeah. and this sounds perfect. I also get accused of cosplaying One Piece a lot because of my hat that I wear every day. Mhm. Mm mhm. Mm yeah. He's the straw hat pirate. They're the straw hat crew. It's great. 
And there's this very stoic, like, thief lady who's on the crew. She has orange hair. She's also very hot. It's mm-hmm. a whole thing. Um, it's wonderful. Anyway, so hugely recommend that. And then um, you can find us on all the places. <clears throat> I feel like you can find us on Instagram at Heaving Bosoms. You can find us on TikTok at Heaving underscore Bosoms. You can find us on Facebook heaving at heaving bosoms and then there's the cult the geriatric friendship cult and i think that's it. oh and heavingbosoms.com you can find our printable reading embrace stuff and like all the business over there and if you need the email repeated at this point oh after be after it being said probably nine times this episode we can't help yeah. you you can't I find can't us do there. it anymore yeah hint it is in the show notes all the time though or you could literally probably go back like five minutes in this episode and it's us true correct (laughs) i I don't know that i've ever heard the email dropped as many times as we did no i know right (laughs) um i mean you gotta get your tax deductible ass you know your tax deductible piece of ass we gotta get Mm -hmm. you that so you know i hear you so how'd you two (sighs) meet well, it wasn't a dating site, but I do have a story for you. It's the modernist of tales. <laughs> it's the most millennial thing you've ever heard in your entire yeah, fucking so life. <laughs> anyway, uh, so keep being a badass. And the love yourself as much as you love. I don't laying think dramatically, laying oh, yeah. dramatically in the grass with your horse, Steve. Oh, did yes, you just say you need... we haven't said a single funny thing this episode? I I, every time we get to the keep being a badass section, I can't We've say I can't remember a laughing. single funny thing. <laughs> I can never remember anything. Uh, love said. yourself as much as you love <laughs> hot dogs and buns and laying down pipe. Oh, Bye. Oh, shit. <laughs>